Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. I'm Dr. Mystery, your host, here as always with my technically capable, <laughs> incredibly business savvy office manager and co-host, Donna Lee. I am a board certified co-host, so <laughs> lay off, mister. She is board certifiable. I can, I can hit the record button like anybody. This like is an award winning show. It is award winning But show. not in the radio format, in the podcast format. That's okay. Per Feedspot, we're in the top 30 of men's wellness podcasts. Number two. And Don't we're say number top two. 30. We're number two. We're number two, which is wonderful. Because usually we refer to poop as number two, <laughs> and we're going to talk about poop today. <laughs> I'm a board awesome certified. That was really. I good. didn't go quite quick enough. Okay. I'm a board certified urologist. I got to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a board certified urologist. This is a men's health show. This show is brought to you by the urology practice that I started in 2007. Uh, NAU urology specialist and North Austin urology. That's what NAU stood for. But then we had to become worldwide. A lot like how <laughs> KFC does oh, no longer right. mean Kentucky Fried Chicken. You keep saying that. What does it mean? It just means KFC. It's the brand. Well, it's got to be something fried chicken. Nope, nope, Kansas nope. fried chicken? No, it's, it's just, just KFC. KFC. That's correct. All right. Because they do more than chicken, you see. They also do, I don't know, potatoes. Carbs. <laughs> okay, well, very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Donna, uh, we're still seeing patients. We are, by we, telemed and in office. We have four physicians, mm-hmm. five PAs, yep. two physical therapists. Sex therapist. A sex therapist. And we offer sleep apnea testing for those people that are having urologic conditions predominantly. That's right. And for an extra copay, we'll wipe the patient down physically. Well, Corona is important to make sure that we don't get We wear a mask while we wipe the patient down. <laughs> you wear a mask. All right. We ask you to wear a mask too in our office. That's we right. appreciate it. How do people get a hold of us and where are our offices? You can call us at 512-238-0762. You can also reach out to us through our website, armormenshealth.com, and then send your amazing questions. They are not embarrassing at all because we don't use your name. To armormenshealth at gmail.com. We've had the most amazing questions. And I'll tell you that the subject materials that we deal with and the listeners that we have have really been amazing to hear from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love when patients and listeners tell us that the topics that we discuss are things that they would never think about talking about. Right. Or that they didn't want to ask themselves. That's right. Because they're doing, they're having the crooked penis problem. That's right. So we're going to talk about other problems today. Other There's kinds other of problems? Sensitive, sensitive problems. That aren't took, related it's to It's taken me a lot of years to realize that uh, there's more to medicine than just urology. <laughs> It's a tough, it's a tough change Pill for to me. Swallow? That's right. Okay. There, there you go. So speaking of <laughs> swallowing and poop, hey, there we go. Uh, we have one of our great friends, uh, Dr. Crystal Bowden-McKay from Capital Gastroenterology. Dr. Bowden-McKay, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. So, you know, when it comes to embarrassing urologic conditions, mm-hmm. you know, because it's in the pants, sometimes mm-hmm. you, it's not out there, you know what I'm saying? And so for us, it's urinary leakage and premature ejaculation or Peyronie's disease. These are things that like people don't often talk about. Right. So I, I guess I want to really talk about the, the secrets of gastroenterology. Mm. What are yeah. some, what are some, the rabbit hole. what are some embarrassing problems that people have when it comes to GI related issues that they may not know where to go to, to get help? Right. So I think definitely the most embarrassing issue that we deal with is fecal incontinence. Um, obviously, a person who's having issues retaining their stool, has, has that's a huge quality of life 
issue. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. imagine, right? I mean, just peeing your pants is embarrassing enough. Pooping your pants. Right. Because right? The, because of, obviously, there's a social stigma that would go along with that. In any situations, you can imagine it smells, it's wet, you know, there's no way to hide that. So these people really have really low quality of life because they just can't go out. Yeah. So, so in urinary incontinence, we have those people that lose the ur- a lot of urine all the mm-hmm. time. But mm-hmm. a, most people are losing a little bit of urine some of the time. Would right. you say that's the same for fecal incontinence or anal leakage? Yes. Mostly it's, it's little little quantities kind of throughout the day. Now we deal with a lot of patients that have anal leakage and fecal incontinence mm-hmm. here in urology because mm-hmm. there's a big overlap exactly. between the conditions that lead to lead to both conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you could give me the distinction so our, our listeners can understand what's the difference between what somebody would define as anal leakage and fecal incontinence and or, or do you see a difference between the two? Um, I really think that that's kind of patient specific um, really how they will describe it most of the time. Anal leakage most patients will just describe that they see a little bit maybe on their on their um, underwear later on in the day whereas fecal incontinence will be much like more loose poop loose yeah okay. loose and it's different generally liquid stool so it's soaking their, their underwear soaking their pants possibly getting on the seat if they're sitting down something like that who would be like the classic patient that comes to you both men and women mm-hmm. that, that that suffer from this so um, typically in GI with fecal incontinence, it's much, it's much more of a problem that we see in women because just women have a lot more pelvic trauma issues based on being pregnant and, and giving birth. But other patients that we see frequently are patients who have had some type of injury or surgery around the anus, probably possibly because of a previous um, hemorrhoid surgery or had problems with anal fissures in the past and have had the cutting of the muscle of the anus that kind of retains our stool for other issues in the past. And then as time goes on and, and they age and everything gets a little bit saggier as we know (laughs) not just our face (laughs) it happens everywhere they start to have issues with fecal incontinence and of course that can be either man or woman we see a lot of fecal incontinence in women who have pelvic floor prolapse so when Mm -hmm. when when the organs of the pelvis have kind of started coming out of the vagina changes the orientation of how the rectum is and changes the sphincter so so it's something that we come across not infrequently yeah definitely and we uh, utilize your services fairly often for these patients first for um, pelvic physical therapy to kind of help strengthen those muscles as much as we can before doing more invasive things. Now, in urinary incontinence, we consider, because of all the reasons you mentioned, mm-hmm. fecal, in urinary incontinence in a woman kind of don't attribute to anything really serious. But urinary incontinence in a man, mm-hmm. we're like, man, something really must be going on right. because he, he didn't give birth to somebody, probably. So, glad you clarified, probably. In GI, is it the same that a man with fecal incontinence we usually like worry about a little bit more? Yes, definitely, um, for sure, because of either all those issues that you, that you mentioned, but also because we start to think that there may be some type of neuromuscular or, um, issue going on because they typically don't have those pelvic floor issues as much so we start thinking do they have maybe severely uncontrolled diabetes and they're starting to get neuropathy or something like that um so they tend to have more systemic a systemic issue going on rather than just trauma to the pelvic floor so when it comes to urinary incontinence, we have an algorithm. The algorithm is first to do a history mm-hmm. and physical and identify underlying conditions like constipation or neurologic mm-hmm. issues. Then we use medications. Then we use pelvic floor physical therapy and behavioral modification. And then we use other types of surgical interventions that are not meant for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your workup for fecal incontinence? And what are some of the tools you use to help it, uh, fix the condition? 
Yeah, so actually pretty pretty similar to your kind of workup, actually. So most of the time when patients come with fecal incontinence, they don't report fecal incontinence um, as the primary symptom. That's they, right. They don't tell you that they're, they're here because they're pooping their pants. Right. So typically... They say that they're here because, you know... They're looking for new shoes. And they're like, oh, by the way, <laughs> I also poop my pants. They're looking for right. shoes I can't put into. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, and so for us, it, it, they tend to have a complaint of um, possibly diarrhea. That's probably the most common one. They, they say they're having diarrhea. But then when you really kind of sit them down and talk about it, it's really that they're having incontinence issues. So from a, from a gastrointestinal standpoint, of course, when people, we hear incontinence, they could be diarrhea. And we want to make sure that we work that up. So we go through the kind of algorithm that we have to work up diarrhea to make sure we're not missing like inflammatory bowel or disease, infection. infection, any type of colitis or something like that. Then um, our next step is like you said, to kind of elicit, are you are you actually having constipation and you're essentially getting overflow of loose stool around hard stool? If that's the case, of course, we need to treat that. Then the workup kind of goes toward um, actually looking at the pressures of the anus and the rectum, which we call anal rectal manometry, which is something that we do in, in our office. It's an outpatient pre- um, ancillary test, essentially. And that's essentially just checking to make sure mm-hmm. that the sphincter is working right. and making sure that the pressure inside the colon isn't too high, which we do in urology too. We also right. check the pressure of of the bladder and the sphincter so and making sure that that there's actually a reflex that happens you know that when when we have the urge to defecate that you, when you push that the you push down the your sphincter is supposed, supposed to open what yeah you don't want to close it because because okay. then you would just be baylor baylor college of medicine you know yeah, that's enough say, out of you we're gonna... our gi program may have been a week, bit weak there <laughs> oh see yeah t- i went to ut houston kidding, so we course. can fight about that yeah uh, there's another medical school in houston <laughs> that's weird Oh, it's never ending. Oh boy! And so, and so, so when it comes to uh, fecal incontinence, mm-hmm. um, some of the things that we do sometimes is an MRI defecography, mm-hmm. uh, which is to kind of we actually put fluid in the mm-hmm. rectum and have them poop it out on the MRI table. Yeah, is that something that you guys perform sometimes? Yeah, sometimes that's definitely um, something that we would we evaluate for. We tend to use it more to look for like uterine prolapse or or rectocele or something like that, which are just kind of structural abnormalities that occur during the act of defecation. So it's something that we do use not all the time as an indicator for our workup, though. So sometimes we have small evaluations, sometimes big ones. But if you have fecal incontinence, you should get it looked at, right? Yeah. I, I, yes, definitely. Please, please come seek either one of ourselves because it's such a, like I said, an issue with quality of life. You so. should definitely go see a gastroenterologist. And uh, and I would highly recommend a Dr. Bowden McCain uh, at Capital Gastro. They're at 512-593-6022 and capitalgastro.com. That's capital with an O. You know, we had a a patient uh, who had fecal incontinence at the office and he said, it's really affecting my life and my work. I said, what do you do for work? And he said, I deliver for Uber Uber Eats. Oh, no. True story. Anyway, you can call us at 512-238-0762 or visit our website, armormenshealth.com. Thank you, Dr. Brad McKay. Thank you. The Armor Men's Health Hour will be right back. If you have questions for Dr. Mystery, email him at armormenshealth at gmail.com. 